God is so good. He's so good. Uh, just so you know, we're going to, um, uh, next week we're going to receive communion. We're going to try to be doing that once a month. We were going to do it today. Um, we felt to wait till next week, um, but all good. Um, Kim takes communion at home all the time, maybe even every day, just about. And you can't really get enough of that because you're just doing it and remembering what Jesus did on the cross. Amen? So it's good. You can put a lot of things, get a lot of things out of the way and declare and all of that. But God is so good. Let's welcome our online crowd. It's good to have you with us. God bless you. I wanted to start out before we start the message today by just telling you a story. <clears throat> I know you're excited. I can tell. I guess there was a great turnout at men's breakfast yesterday. I didn't get to be there, but you guys just swarmed Perkins and all took your firearms with you. That's always nice. And when all the security went out and, and uh, under John's supervision and, and uh, got some stuff done there as well. So, so good. But anyway, just to tell you a story, there was, uh, there was some... Uh, <laughs> There were some friars that uh, just wanted to help the community, and so they decided we're going to raise some money. They didn't have any extra money, but they wanted to raise some money and just help the community out, and so they decided to do that, and they created a flower shop, and the flower shop was doing really well. It just People in the community were all about that because it was kind of helping everything out, and one hand washes the other. And, but there was a guy across town who wasn't so crazy about this flower shop because it was taking business away from him. So he went to the friars and said, you got to stop this because I don't, this is taking my business away. And the friars are like, please, this is just the work of God. We're just doing this. God, we believe God gave us this idea, and it's just helping the community. And So he went back to him again a second time and pleaded with them, please stop your flower business. And the, and the friars said no. So the guy across town, he was kind of one of those... You know, here's what I'm going to do, kind of guys. And he hired Hugh McDermott, Hugh McDermott, biggest bully in town, to go and talk to these friars. So he went over and kind of roughed them up a bit and destroyed a little bit of the flower shop and said, listen, if you don't stop selling these flowers, I'll be back. Well, it kind of intimidated the friars, so they, they stopped. They closed up shop. The moral of the story, only Hugh can prevent florist friars. You feel free to repeat that one anywhere you go. <laughs> oh, sorry. Good to laugh at church. Uh, so much that's happening in life is not funny. And there's so much if we find the good, we can still find the good. But hey, you get a vote this week. So if you vote, remember, vote yes on issue one. They are trying to tell you to vote no on that, and they're not telling you all the deal, and they're not telling you all the truth. Vote yes on issue one. Pastor, you shouldn't say that. I just did. Vote yes on issue one. So we're talking about the believer's authority, and uh, this is week 17. We only have a couple, three more weeks of this, and then we're going to jump into something else. <laughs> so much is going on here. So many good things are happening. Uh, uh, Dr. Jerry Savelle will be here at the end of this month, and he's excited to come, and we're excited to have him, and then Audrey Max coming in November, and and I'm just believing for great things. I mean, that God is putting us where he wants us to be strategically involved in the things of the kingdom. And uh, you guys are part of that. We've been talking again about the believer's authority. And I've been doing my best to give you practical teaching 
uh, on this and what, how you can position yourself and how to use it, how to apply it, how to see fruit from what you believe. I do believe this. I have something the Lord, I believe, at least it opened it up for me and shared with me, and I was just like, oh, my word. And if you catch it today, it'll literally change your life, literally. It, I mean, it'll make that big of a difference. Um, it's going to blow you away. I do believe it, and we'll, we'll talk about it here in just a couple minutes. Last week we talked about, and for a couple weeks, about how Jesus used his authority. We talked about the fig tree. The tree had leaves, making it assume it had fruit, but it wasn't the time for figs. But because it was leaves, it was saying that there would be fruit as well. Because when the tree has leaves, figs should be there. There were no figs because it was a hypocrite tree. Jesus cursed it, and we said he, he was the creator since he created everything, and he, he could do that because it wasn't doing it was lying uh, about what uh, it was supposed to be having. So it died immediately right at the roots, and it took a day for that to appear. They came back, if you remember, back by it. And, and I gave you an example of myself just spraying weed killer on parts of our drive, and all it did is it looked wet when I sprayed the weed killer on, and it didn't look like anything had happened. But the next day, it started turning everything brown. Um, so it's the same principle in a sense, visibly, but not physically, because I actually sprayed something on there. Jesus just used his mouth, just spoke, his voice. Remember the disciples, when they heard it, they were shocked. I did a little animation last week of what it might have been like if the inflection was, you know, like, hey, you know, the disciples and, uh, and Jesus saying, what I tell you, boys? I told you. Didn't I tell you? Mark eleven twenty two and 23 says, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. So Jesus is explaining what he did to the fig tree. That, that's just, he's just showing, this is what happened, and this is how it happened. And the disciples, they, they watched him. They heard him say it. They saw that he didn't do anything physical to the tree, he didn't like, you know, hey, I'm going to cut it off and then try to set it back in the dirt. And, you know, he didn't do anything. He, didn't, he just spoke to it. He didn't use weed killer. <laughs> he used words. Um, I told you last week, and I've told you before, don't tell God about your mountain. Tell your mountain about your God. So by just doing this action, that implies you have understanding and you realize you have authority. You don't have to ask God to move the mountain. We're going to just get right down to it today. Are you ready? When I ask God to move the mountain, he gave you power to do it. He gave you the authority to do it. You need to understand and to know that. I have people that will ask me to pray for their situation, and I'm glad to. <clears throat> but they need to have some understanding. Should we pray? Absolutely we should pray. I would rather pray in agreement for something you're taking authority over. But here's what I'm saying. They have more authority probably in that situation than I do. And they need to use it. And that is the enemy's leverage. They don't know it. He doesn't want you to know it or they don't understand it. He doesn't want you to understand it. So if you don't use it, you can't really enforce something like that. You have to talk to the problem. Speak the end result. Mark eleven twenty three. 23, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he 
says, tell it to be removed. Cast it into the sea. Cast it to God. You have to believe in your heart and don't doubt. I had that spot on my arm, and I just began to cast it. Did I see anything right away? I did not see anything right away. Did I have doubt? Boy, the enemy tried to give me doubt. Had all kinds of things. When I'd be out in the yard working, you, sh- you better get to the doctor because, you know, you, this could be, you could be letting something go, and you, it'd be too late. You know what I'd, I'd tell that, boys? Shut up. And I began to, if you're going to pull weeds, plant some flowers. I began to just say what the Lord would say. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Anything that's not of God touches my body dies instantly. Romans 10.10, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Here's the deal. You have to speak, and you got to believe what you say. You have to speak, and you have to believe in your heart, your belief system of what you say. And here's what we do as people. Our belief system so many times is based on function almost what we're used to i i know that chair will hold me i've sat in that chair a hundred times so if i sit it's gonna hold me my experience says that will hold me sometimes when you're walking with god the experience that you have needs to be in god not in what he's asking because if he's telling you you can go across this sea because i just split it and it's dry now But God, I've never seen it split before. You can go across this sea because I've split it and it's dry now. But God, what if I go? You can go across this sea. You better start learning who's talking to you. I have people say, Brett, I believe exactly what you're saying, what you're teaching. But I just don't have the power. And now ask me, would you just pray? Now, listen to what I'm saying. Please understand. If I pray, then I'm saying I'm in agreement with you. You don't have the power. I'm not the one that gives the power. According to the book, you have the power. I'm not going to get an agreement just because you don't think you have the power. You have the power. I got the power. You know what I'm saying? The enemy doesn't want you to know what you got. All the power you need to get the job done and power left over, you have it. People say, but I need to see this happen. You need to hang on and believe that you have the power and authority. And I'll say... That, that will happen if you believe it, if you're saying it, if you're talking to the mountain. They'll say, okay, I want to see it. Where is it? 1821 of Proverbs, death and life are in the power of my tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The Bible says you have the power, and it's right in your mouth. Jesus said this. I want you to notice, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Three times he tells us about saying or speaking. Four, if you count how it starts out. For assuredly, I say to you. He's talking about the power of your words. God gave you authority as a believer and power to be released through your words. The power of God is voice activated. 
The power of God is voice activated. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Listen, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. You have to say it. You have to speak it. Those promises, that he, their voice activated. He said, speak to the mountain and believe what you say will come to pass and you will have what you say. I spoke to my arm. I believed. I wanted to see it right away. I've seen things right away. Sometimes they don't happen right away. I'm not blaming God for that. That's probably operator error. You ever feel that? You get a new cell phone, you'll feel that. I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm just saying, it happened. It has no choice. This is what happens. Most of us say what we have instead of having what we say. Most of us say what we have instead of having what we say. We say what we are feeling, not what we're believing for. We go by our natural senses We have pain instead of speaking to the pain. We say what we have, but God. Somebody say, but God. God, Jesus said this, speak to your problem. If you believe what you're saying, you'll have it. You'll have your answer. Kim and I were talking this week, and, you know, we have so much to, to share over 30 years plus of ministry stuff, and she was saying, remember, and she told me the person, and, and it was just a wonderful godly lady. Uh, Mother Hartman, she was just so wonderful. She would tell Kim there was things going on. She said, you need, how many, you go to the doctor and he gives you medicine and you're pretty good about taking it. Most of us don't even question the doctor, but if you've ever looked at some of the things that are on there, you're like, I don't know if I want that. And then if you take other medication, you got to watch out what you took before you took what you took. If you took that, you took and you. But so this is what she told her. She said, Here's what I want you to do because Kim wanted to see results. And so this is what she said. She said, this is like your medicine. This is the pill you take. This is the gospel. Take this three times a day. What's your, Revelation 12, 11 says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Get in your Bible, people. Find out what the word is. What are you dealing with? What is standing in front of you saying you can't go this way? And God says, I want you to go this way. Then you're going to need to speak and believe. You can change your reality. You can change your physical circumstances. You can change your financial circumstances. You can change your emotional circumstances. Have you ever spoke to your checkbook? Remember back in the day when we were in school, there was a class. They taught us how to balance a checkbook. I don't think they do that anymore. How to make a budget. Most of us don't know how to do that. How do we do that, Brett? How do we, how do we change where we're at? How do we change what I've been looking at? How many feel like you're Fred Flintstone crossing that same window while Dino's chasing you the whole day? That's that same window he keeps running by. Wilma! And it's just the same thing. You feel like, how do you change that? You change it by what you say. Everybody in here has got a powerful mouth. Some are bigger than others. 
Let's not go anyplace with that picture, but... <laughs> Words don't count for so much in today's culture. Back in the day, your word was your bond. If you looked at somebody in the eye and shook their hand and said, I'll be there, you were there. It was as good as a contract, maybe even better. Your honor and integrity was at stake. I told my kids that they would make me promise, and if I promised, I had to do it, and Mallory would tell the boys, Daddy promised. So if, if she said, I said, we're going on a picnic, and she'd say, Daddy, do you promise? And if I said, yes, honey, we're going to go, she would go start packing. As far as she's concerned, we were already there, and she was taking whatever we were going to need. Your word was your bond. There's so much that happens today that people don't even keep their word, even if they have a contract, because if you've got a good lawyer and loopholes, you can get out of it. We don't think words are important, so many. After all, if people really know us, they know what we really meant. The enemy doesn't have to respond the way you want him to because of what you meant but didn't say. God isn't like that. Words are life and death. If you believe Jesus and what he showed us by speaking to that fig tree, then you'll do what Jesus did. Most of us don't do what Jesus did, so we don't see what Jesus saw. We don't get what Jesus got. We don't do what Jesus did because we don't do what Jesus did. Because we don't want to put anything out. We don't want to put anybody, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to do that. But this whole thing hinges on belief and not doubting. Then stuff happens. If you believe the word to be true and you speak it and you believe and do not doubt. Do you believe what you say? If you say, I, I don't, that's why you don't see results. This has to be a lifestyle. Now, let me explain. Before I get into this, I'm going to share something. And I, she can tell me, I didn't actually ask her, but she didn't say anything about it again. Her and I worked at the house most all day yesterday. And I asked her what was the matter, and she said, my foot hurts. And so she's walking across the living room, and I noticed, you know, she was limping a little bit. And she started doing what I'm telling you to do. And the Lord prompted me, because she was saying, pain, you leave my body in Jesus' name. She started speaking to the mountain. And I said to her, which foot? She said left, I think. Did you say right? Like I said, she said right. <laughs> One of those beautiful feet. One of them was hurting. So she said right. So what God was prompting me to tell her was, don't just speak to the pain. Speak to where the pain is at. It's not just her body. It was in specifically her right foot. Let me go on. Let me explain. We have to understand. This is one of these things I'm like, oh, my word. A lifestyle. When you say you'll be somewhere at 7 and you don't show up till 7.05 or, or 7.15. Now, my son-in-law's here today. He's back in the back. He's a realtor, so if you need, here's a plug for him. You need your house sold or you want to buy a house, that's the man to see. I don't know if there's other realtors in the house I don't know of, but that guy could sell Ice Cube to an Eskimo. 
and he would do it all honest. And I mean, he's just amazing. God's got an anointing on him to do all of that. But what I'm saying is, he's been to places where, hey, we got to go through this house. We're, you know, they're going to look at it, and we have to be here at such and such a time. And the people will be half an hour late, 40 minutes late. Well, if there's other people coming in, they'll lose their spot. He, he can't do anything about that. And then he's had certain other people, and I'm sorry if I'm sharing too much, certain other people that will be like, it's constant with them. Okay, I'll meet you at 3, 3.45. That's when they show up. He'd been there 15 minutes before 3, so he'd been there an hour. So his day is, you know, here's my point. If you say you're going to be somewhere and you don't show up and you're consistently late, you're teaching your inner self, your spirit man, your person your words are not important. You, you don't think they mean anything. It's no big deal. You're training. Listen to what I'm saying. You're training your heart and your belief system not to go by what you say. Only sometimes. Do you understand what I'm saying? You say, PB, you're, you're being a nitpicker. I may pick a lot of things, but knitting's not one of them. <laughs> I tried cross-stitching once. Just because she liked it. I spent three hours cross-stitching and found out I started in the wrong spot. Had to take it all out. I have not cross-stitched it. Can't even say it. So what I'm saying is you need to mean what you're saying is true. If you're going to say it, you need to believe it. You need to act that out. If you're late or you're running, and I get that, we live in Marion, we're surrounded by trains. You can be late, it can happen. Then call somebody. Let somebody know, hey, I'm running behind, or, or this happened, or whatever. And let, be courteous, be kind. Don't take it for granted. But you're, you need to hear yourself be honest. Don't make an appointment or say things that you don't even mean, and then wonder why something isn't working because you're putting your mouth on it. Get to the place where you do what you say and you say what you do. Now, I need that to sink in. Now, listen, I'm not here to, to it, I'm not promoting, I'm just, I can only give you examples from my life. And so it sounds in ways when I'm telling you this like I'm tooting my horn. I don't know what's happening to you. I'm just telling you from examples of my life. Just remember this. It's not the whistle that pulls the train. Somebody can toot all they want. <laughs> That's, that sounds funny. <laughs> but there's got to be something in the engine. I didn't <laughs> Somebody just got that. Oh, toot. <laughs> yes. I told somebody the other day, I said, I, I need to stop because... <laughs> Well, I went to do a, I went to do a funeral a couple weeks ago, and the guy asked me uh, if if I had gas. I said, "Yes, I have gas," and I was just like, <laughs> "But that's not what he meant." But anyway, I just thought that was funny. Weird things make me laugh sometimes. But okay, this is what happened. I, I was uh, it wasn't my first youth pastor; it was my second. And I moved from one church to uh, another church that had a school and everything with it. Church was much bigger. Uh, and God blessed me in that. And the group went, well, originally it went from 53 students when I took it over to about 18. <laughs> but then in, a, in a, not too long of time after that, we had close to 100 students. 
And so it was just exploding and growing. And in the Assemblies of God at the time, uh, had youth convention, and I went to youth convention, and I took, uh, we took, we had a bus, and so we loaded all these kids up in a bus, and I had adults that had to stay in every room, and I had to have all that organized. That's a lot. I had to have everything here, and I had to have it all figured out and all that. And I, I, how many have ever done something, you're like, okay, I'm going to learn from this? Wasn't my first rodeo, so this is what I had. I had the student, there was a whole thing of here's what I'm going to do, here's what the convention is, here's how I'm going to, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever PB and the staff says. Yes, 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 okay, and they had to sign it. Also, they had to sign if PB or any of the staff need to go through my bag, they can. Now, see, some people will be like, oh, that's, that's privacy. Then don't go. I, I'm okay with that. Here's why. Because I've been there where things got, they were gone, and there's no other way. Somebody had to take them. Nobody wants to think that. But if you didn't take them, just open your bag. Pretty simple. Kid that wouldn't open his bag, had the next rooms, their CDs, everything. He was stealing them. So he had to make that right. Here's the other thing I had them sign and had the parents sign. If my child will not abide by any of these rules, I agree that if PB calls me, I will come and get my child. No matter when he calls, sign it. You don't want to sign it? Your kid's not going. Here's why. Kid turned 18, wouldn't stay in his room. Somehow he got past his chaperone. I found him in the bar. He's working the bar. Not, not working, hired, working. He's trying to pick people up. I said, you're coming with me. He said, no, I'm not. Pretty sure you are. No, I'm not. Pretty sure you are. <laughs> So I helped escort him out of the bar. I called his dad. You need to come and get your boy. Why? Here's why. Here's what I found him. Here's what we're doing. I don't have time to deal with this. We can deal with it when we get back. I'm not dealing with it now. I, got, I had I don't know how many other students. This is a complete no-no. He knows that. His dad was not happy. Make a long story short, he came, picked up the kid, took him home. From that moment, I became legend. Now, here's what I'm trying to tell you. I did not have to prove myself ever again. No other kid pushed that limit because that took legs and walked. We went to other conventions, and they're like, okay, I'm not going to do what he says. And they're like, oh, he will send you home. Oh, no, we won't. Oh, yes, he will. All I had to do is do it once. You, you got to understand, the enemy is like that. You want to become legend? You better take the Lord to this word. Say it, believe it, and act on it in everything that you do. Now, I'm not saying, I, I get it. We're, Brett, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. But I, you will be amazed at your faith level and the fruit you will see if you do what you say. Are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? 
If you're not, you know, you're going to, right now, if you're like, I don't do that. I mean, it's not a big deal to me if I'm late. It's a big deal if you're saying I'll be somewhere and you don't, and then you wonder why your faith isn't working. Again, I've read this a lot, and it never came to me, why isn't it happening? Why is it happening so easy for somebody and maybe not for me? Maybe it's because the words they speak have more grounding because they do what they say. It's a lifestyle change. I get it. Sometimes just a little tweak will mean a lot of difference. So if you tell sickness to go in Jesus' name, and it doesn't go because your heart doesn't believe you because you say a lot of things and you don't do it. Why would it believe you now? See what I'm saying? I'm like, Lord, this is huge. All that means, Brett, what's that mean? This just means, Lord, help me to keep my word. Help me to do everything I'm supposed to do. I mean, I'm not saying put all this pressure where you're like, I can't walk in that. No, no, be you who God wants you to be, but do it with integrity and do it honestly. Say what you say, do what you do, but do it all according to the best of your ability truthfully. 1010 of Romans, for with one heart believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So saying the right words, yes, I get it. Speak the word of God. His word doesn't come back void. I'm not going to say all the things I say because, heck, I get people's names wrong all the time. That's why it's important when I baptize people, you hand me a card, I can read the card, or I'll call you somebody you're not even close, not meaning to. One time I baptized this, and I must ask this girl, and she whispered and talked very quickly. I'm sorry, what's your name? That's great. Could you tell me your name again? But everybody else knew her name. After five times, the church shouted her name. That's always nice. Thank you. If you consistently do not do what you say you're going to do, and if what you say, you don't back it up by the way you live, See, some of us want to be, we're a Christian on Sunday. It's easy when we're around a bunch of believers. A lot of us get saved as soon as we hit the parking lot. How many have kids? Teenagers, help me, Jesus. You're going to get yourself up, you're going to go to church, and you're going to learn about the love of Jesus, so help me, God. Then you get to church, thank you. You go to your class, honey. Saved once again. This is what I'm trying to tell you. We get hung by the tongue. We say one thing, but we live another. And then we expect these things to happen, but we're not living what we're saying. So it throws our body and our inner self and our spirit, and we're expecting all these results like you have a like, this is a pop machine. I put 50 cents in. I want a Dr. Pepper. I mean, after all, I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. We all want to be a pepper, too. Boom, hit the button. This isn't, this is, you don't have to just hit the button. You have to be the button. You have to be who you say you are. I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but if you're going to be a child of God, let it shine. If anything this world needs, it needs somebody with some light. 
that just says, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here. If the Bible says that, that's between you and God. But I will tell you, this is what the Lord says, and this is the way I'm going to walk. We don't want to say one thing and do another because that brings confusion, and confusion is not of God. It's of the devil. If you're living out that what you say isn't important, 15.4 of Psalms, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. It's so important that our words match who we are, what the Bible says. So many times I prayed for stuff and then I thought, I don't even know if I really believed it. Or right in the beginning or whatever, I wasn't even... Just because you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a Big Mac. I mean, we can talk however we want when we're around, I mean, then sometimes we're chameleons, and we get around other people, and we just, everything changes. We all know people that have done that. Maybe you've done that. And then we wonder why, hey, I don't think this faith stuff works. I'm telling you, it does work. The problem isn't the faith. The problem is you. Godly people will honor their words. God never changes. He cannot lie. Psalm 89, 34, my covenant will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. When God speaks, it's real, and it's done. 138, verse 2 of Psalms, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness, your truth. You have magnified your word above your name. We all know that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess. More important than the name of Jesus is God's word. It's magnified even above his name. According to that scripture, your name is no better than your word. If you don't keep your word, it affects your name. If you consistently are late, you consistently are whatever, you're nice to some people and you're snotty to others or you're this or that, it affects your name. When someone says your name, is it a, do people go, oh, I mean, maybe not godly people, they might like, oh, I don't know. They're too goody two-shoes or this or that. Let them say whatever they want. They didn't crucify Jesus because they loved him. It affects our name. It's like petting a cat backwards. Today, our agreement isn't worth anything unless they can squeeze it into a lawsuit. How much money could I make if I sued this person? But let me just tell you, the word of God is always right. If we want to be like Jesus, we, we have to start here. Start where you are. You have to believe in the power of words. Stop abusing yourself and others by your mouth. I told Kim, I said, I got to watch what I get my mouth on. Let me give you some examples. I'm not saying, I mean, I've used these before, so just giving you some examples. Saying things like, that scares me to death. It tickles me to death. I kind of really don't want to go that way, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You about gave me a heart attack. We're all going to get sick. You make me sick. (laughs) Things are never going to get better around here. It's just too hard. 
I know you might say, Brett, this seems trivial. Why aren't things happening? It doesn't happen because we don't believe it. We, we say one thing, but we live another. I mean, I'm just saying to the best of your ability, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Make an effort to say what you mean. Don't say things you don't mean. Train your heart to believe what you say will happen. <clears throat> Kim and I have prayed over our trees. We had trees that looked like they were completely brown and they were dead. And before we cut them down, we're like, hey, let's just, let's just pray over these and bring these back to life. We've seen it happen. We've laid hands on them. We spoke over them. You could use Deuteronomy 28, 4 and 6. Blessed be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed will you be when you go out. The trees start coming back to life. They start getting green back on them again, and they didn't have any before. And We went by and said, hey, look at that tree. Look how much more green's on it. How much better that looks. I, you know, and the Lord said, here, trim this off or prune this. And we do that, and man, things have just happened. Because we bless them. Well, actually, God did all that through us, but we bless them by the power of our words that we believed because it was God's word and it would come true. It would come to pass. As far as we're concerned, that's just like Jesus to the fig tree. Instead of dying, we spoke life. And it, we didn't see any difference as soon as we spoke to it. Tree still looked dead, looked brown. Then, you know, a little bit later, hey, there's green. There's new buds coming. You may be saying, I don't believe that. And that's why it's not happening for you. God created everything by words. He spoke, it was, period. Everything in this world, whether it's a person, an animal, vegetation, rocks, mountains, water, whatever, God spoke it here. Look at Genesis and creation. He spoke it into being. Since it was created, listen to what I'm saying. Since it was created by words, it will respond to words. Are you getting this? Mark eleven fourteen. in response, listen to this. In response, it's, it's in the Bible. Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. He not only told the tree what for, it says he responded or answered the fig tree. So the tree was talking to him. When he saw those leaves, this tree is saying this, I got fruit, I got figs. Doing the big fig Newton. Here's the tricky part. Could you see Jesus doing that ooey gooey, rich and chewy inside? Hey, the disciples would be going, he's lost it. You, some of you don't know, how many remember that jingle? My wife, you rest, you will get you for lying. You don't know anything. <laughs> Back in the day. But anyway, he answered the tree. Stuff talks. That tree was telling him, there's figs here because I got leaves. There's, you know, that's how that works. Your bank account, your checkbook say anything to you. Your finances will speak. It'll tell you stuff like, God's word doesn't work. You can't afford to tithe. You can't give an offering. You're broke. You're busted. You're disgusted. He won't supply your needs. Let me just say this to you. If something is talking to you, talk back. Here's the one thing you can do. If it's not God, don't talk back to God. But if it's not God, talk back. 
Kim and I specifically talk back to TV and radio or whatever. Sometimes we'll be watching a movie, something, you know, and be like, not my house. Didn't expect that, but I'm going to talk to it. I've had one pastor that was my senior pastor at the time. His flu season, he was mad because I wouldn't get, you, you, you need to get a flu shot. I'm not getting a flu shot. You need to get one. Well, get one then. No, you need to. No, go ahead. Because I would declare, and that went on for other things, because I believed what the Word said. I took what the Word said. God would tell me something, and I'd tell him, he said, he'd say, that's impossible. And I'd say, you watch, because the Lord showed me that. It'll happen just that way. And it would happen just that way, and he'd come and he'd be like, I don't even know what to say. Well, you don't have to say anything. I'm just telling you this is what God's saying. You need to talk back to some stuff. The enemy's been trying to tell me that true life, well, you're not going to grow and you won't be building. I'm telling you right now, we are, gonna, we are growing and, and we are going to be building. It's going to happen. We're going to see things happen and we're going to be making a dent in this city and all places around. This will be a drawing spot where God's glory will show up. It will happen. We will prosper. My God supplies all of my needs in Jesus' name. All means all. We can go against the grain of the world. It's all right. Jesus did that. Speak against the negative. Put your hand to what God is saying. Matthew 6, and 34 says, Therefore do not worry saying, listen to this, saying, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear for after all these things the Gentiles seek? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Starts out by saying, take no thought. This version says, don't worry, depending on your version. Thoughts are coming from everywhere. We all, the battle of the brain. The battle's between your ears. We live in a society that's either exploding or exploiting. It's just... Marketing, this and that. Negative and positive are coming. Well, Brett, what do I... You get a negative thought or an ungodly thought, it doesn't become your thought until you say it. Speaking, their voice activated. That's what gives them life. If you want to bring that into life, you can speak it. Take no thought saying take no thought saying we'll say this real slow take no thought saying so if it's not a good thought take no thought saying are you catching it keep the thoughts from becoming yours the enemy's always going to try to give you thoughts Don't speak it. Jesus was saying, don't get hung by the tongue. Control your mouth. James 3 tells us if we can control our tongue, we could be a perfect person. Wow. We can watch our mouth. We we could succeed in other areas as well. The power and authority of God is released through words and belief and not doubting. Live it and then do it. If you live opposite of the word six days a week and then on Sunday, 
I'm going to be good on Sunday. It's going to be very inconsistent for you. It doesn't mean you can't believe, but I'm just saying, part of the reason we don't see fruit is because we don't believe what we say. And we don't live what we, what we what the word says. We don't live what we say. So then we ask our body to line up with things. Or we're praying for someone, but we don't line up with it anyway. And since we don't do it, our inner spirit is like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to, supposed to believe this today? Didn't you say this yesterday and you didn't believe it? So it's, it's a amount of just saying, okay, I'm going to commit this. You don't have to be perfect. Now, if you're sitting there, Brett, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I understand. Because I, I can't, I don't know that I could get everything right. But this is what you need to understand. If this is me, okay, and this is the blood of Jesus, although I know this is black, but I don't have a red cloth, so. He'll get me to where I need to be. Here's what I mean. Kim and I talked about this yesterday. There's nothing you could do that would make him love you less. There's nothing that you would do that could make him love you more. And church has sold us the lie that it is about everything that you do. If you don't do A, B, C, D, E, F, and you don't see this, then there's something wrong with you. You're in sin, or you're this, or... You did that or you're not good enough. According to the Bible, Jesus took all that away. That's man's way of just trying. I don't know the answer, so let me just throw it back on you. But Jesus took all that. So the, the pressure isn't you. He's already taken that. If I... If I didn't show her that I loved her, if I told her, love you, baby, she would be like, no, you don't. Those words don't mean anything because you, you're not there for me or you're not, you don't show me that. You see, I'd have to back that up with just how I lived. When we accept Christ, I don't understand everything in here. I don't know if you do. I don't understand everything yet. I mean, I'm working on it. But he shows me because I'm willing to believe him. Just like Mallory, she doesn't know. My kids never knew. There's times, I don't, I don't know how she did it with $15 a week grocery, but I, I don't. They know, you know, we, we didn't let them know all of those things. We didn't let them know, you know what? We don't have any money this week. Didn't tell them. We just believed and, and acted as everything was met, and somehow God would meet it miraculously, and he always uses people. 
And I'm very blessed to know that some of that rubbed off. But this morning, as we're about to close, I want you to ask yourself this. If you'd like to see more of fruit in your life, it's not because God loves me or someone else, Brother Jerry or Kenneth Copeland or Benny Hinn or whoever, more than he loves you. That's not it. This little hinge may help you. I'm going to voice activate my faith and I'm going to believe what I say and the way I handle myself in my everyday life. Because when I handle myself with integrity and honor, my spirit lines right up with the word of God. But if I am telling myself one thing and doing another, I send a double message inside. I challenge you this morning. You have authority. Grab a hold of it. Declare God. Do not waver. James says a double-minded man gets nothing. Just stand. But Brett, I don't see it. I got that. I got the not seeing part, but you can see it in the spirit. And eventually, the weed killer will work. And you'll see things change. Line yourself up with the word of God, and you will never be the same. But it starts in you. You, you do it. You be the person that God wants you to be. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please.